Last time on Geek Force, the squad talked about Sony v Xbox. Which side are you on? We touched base on the Emmys. It was a colorful event full of amazing speeches and up shit creek won some stuff. Good job. We also end on talking about Disney news, their mega collection, and where we stand on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's going to be fantastic. But see what we're talking about now on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the lovely squad of Amy, Ray, and Marlon. What's up, you guys? And welcome to another new episode. What's hot? <laughs> What's hot? I'm hot. It's extremely hot. <laughs> Again, in the Bay Area. Just another scorching day. It's, it's another late September, early October. <laughs> <laughs> Got to fall just yet. I mean, we technically are in fall, but the weather hasn't realized that yet. I want my sweatshirt weather. I want my sweatshirt weather. It's always hot this time of year. This is when it gets hot every year. September and December. One with the collar. Okay, keep going. Um, hi, you guys. Uh, a lot has went down this weekend. I feel like um, Amy and I actually talked about this as far as the TV shows that we are, you know, have been keeping an eye on have produced some pretty solid episodes this past weekend. Mm-hmm. So there's surprisingly so for some. Right. <laughs> surprisingly for some. As you know, Amy and I are the only people in the world watching Raise My Wings on HBO Max. <laughs> this is probably and true. So, this is probably true. Yeah. Probably true. Hey, HBO, we what's up? We're your biggest fans. We let some money. <laughs> I totally review the show. It's, it's yeah, it's easy. Um, that actually had two good episodes. Like, it was really Super good. Surprising. Super, Super surprising. surprising. And, mm. next, and this week is the season finale. Like, we're here, folks. We made it. Right. So <laughs> skeptical as fuck. Look on his face. <laughs> that happened. And then the boys dropped on Friday, and then Lovecraft dropped on Sunday. And so, I want to direct our attention to the boys. This was season or episode six, seven. Yeah, six. 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 Mm, I get that. I get that. Lovecraft Country mixed up with their episode. I'm like, Whoa. okay. Episode six of the boys. I personally thought this was the best episode. It was the funniest. It was the, I feel like the best, well written. It had the most character development, and it moved the plot a little bit because now we were introduced to uh, more variables that could go either way. But it it kind of is still, you know, spells trouble. But it's like, what is going to happen next? And um, I just really appreciated the fact that you know, if you are if you like the original X-Men movie, I'm talking about 2000, 2000s X-Men movie, or I take it back further than that. I, I, if you watched I, Animorphs as a kid on Nickelodeon, I was ooh, a kid. That's a throwback. I was wow. a kid. That's a deep cut. Your age is showing. Your age is showing. It's bleeding through your hair. He was Jake, right? He was Jake. He was Jake. Hey. Oh, oh, man. Y'all, we are... TV show. Yes. We are truly dating ourselves. Old geeks. They're going to be like, what's up Like, what? I thought, like, the throwback to X-Men was a deep cut, but the throwback to no. Animorphs is Animorphs. the deepest cut 
Nice clean lineup, all from books. Like, I, that was my Nickelodeon. What's a book? But. Oh, man. <laughs> What's a book? <laughs> I'm sorry. What year is it? Oh, gosh. But yeah, Sean Ashmore was Jake in Animorphs, and he was Iceman in the original. I, it feels weird to say that. Original Iceman. <laughs> movie series the first that it came did out. him dirty it did him so dirty yeah because iceman is the man but he uh so, so much more but it's fine because he he he's he's still a superhero but on here now i'm not gonna say superhero he's a guy with powers because he don't really do the only super thing he did was murder people on the show um but as far as that he had i felt personally he had a crazy uh character art and like 45 minutes i was like so we hate him but now we're like okay with him that was fast well i mean but i, I feel like, like i feel like it's, it's i feel like it's, it's less of okay less of forgiveness and, and more of like we pity this man like i don't think i feel sorry for him. i feel like i mean i don't think i accept like i don't forgive him but i'm like you know what this dude sucks uh but i'd rather he just stay alive and live that sucky life and not get this easy way out what I think is hilarious is the way they chose to portray him as a character, spoiler alert, um, Lamplighter, because literally in the original X-Men, the mo- the person he has the most antagonistic relationship with is Fire, is, is like Pyro, who also has a lighter that does the exact same thing. Yep. And I was like, did they just copy and paste his characters? That- now it's your turn, Bobby Drake. Now, sorry, mm-hmm. you get to be this guy now. And I was like, I love this continuity of like, he was a dick and he didn't like him, but now he's fully taking that entire shtick and like, this is his character now. Like, over there, it's like, oh, like the the scene where he's like you know opening and closing the lighter, that's the scene from X two when they're on like the plane and like literally Pyro's on the plane is opening and closing the lighter over and over again. It was the coolest Easter egg slash callback I've ever seen. It's like no one's gonna get that, but I I get where this is from. I like, all the this. old ass X Men fans were like, oh my god. <laughs> Right. I was like, I've seen this before. This looks familiar. Yeah, and Jensen Jensen Ackles comes comes into the show as the as the world's first like monster killer. Like that will be the. I really hope they create a whole like supernatural gimmick just to have him come in and (laughs) with some knives and be Blade or something. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Yeah, that was that was a wonderful cameo. Um, It was a good episode. so good. Uh, we're not gonna. Are we avoiding deep spoilers? I mean, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's it's so good. I don't want to spoil, it, but I will say I did like the use of space for this episode. I feel like you only saw I think three different like scenes. I'm sorry, three different like venues because it was like either you're inside this building, you're outside in this little like grassy knoll area or you're like and I feel like no one really cared what was going on with Homelander as much as you're caring about what's happening in this True. specific thing like, like, like come back to this like I don't care what's happening at Homelander come back to this yeah um, there's the the two comments I want to make are Butcher and Starlight um, mm. I liked what was happening there um, it felt like uh, it's very clear the show is trying to put him in the right situations to maybe learn a lesson, but mm. I don't know. But is he? Um, and then uh, I really like that they're 
I really like seeing in this show whenever they do the like uh, just the tongue in cheek world building stuff of like A Train had the song going on, um, <laughs> Maeve, Maeve with the pride bars. Oh, oh my god! god. This, this entire movie that, that they're painful. filming in general is just hilarious. <laughs> the like pride bar um, killed me. <laughs> yeah, whenever they do the tongue in cheek stuff with that, it just it, it makes the show that much better. It's just little clever things. That and like the huge play on Scientology being like this is how you get into Hollywood I was like oh they are really leading into this so hard and it's like actually factual and I just love every moment they go back to like the church and it's like listen we can get you back and I'm like that's probably something that they tell these people who are trying to get to Hollywood like yeah we can get you into Hollywood you just gotta sign this like a billion year contract with us and just do what we say and the fact that they're like that the deep is basically Tom Cruise at this point no, I want to say that's hilarious. I, I have, to a, me. I have really? I'm really curious if he's going to end up being Tom Cruise or Leah Romini. Um, or like he he I, realizes the error of his ways at the end and comes back out of the church or something. Like mm-hmm. I want to I want to see where they're going with that. But I also would need to see where they're going with this story. It feels really tangential to literally everything mm-hmm. else going on. Um, so I don't, I don't know if just it's just hard build up for the Church of the Collective being the main villain in season three or. <laughs> Or what? Because if that's what it's if that's what's going on, I'm pretty fine with that. If they're playing the long game like that, because it gives them it gives them a good base going into season three to like really be scary. But I just I need to understand. I've been saying all season like, what is going on with the deep? I don't. I don't like fine. I he's he's learned he's he's on a redemption track, I guess. But like, well, what what is he doing? I feel like I didn't give the church a second thought up until I heard that Stormfront was in it. And then I was like, oh, so they're probably aware of how old this person happens to be. And if they're aware of that, then they have a lot more power than I considered. Because if she's like, yeah, I was in it. And then I, t- and I started to peace out. It's like, one, they, they, one, they let you leave, which doesn't sound like they're, if they're like doing this off of Scientology, doesn't sound like something you can do. You, can, you can't just leave, I don't think. And two, that knowledge they have on her definitely puts them in like a position of power and whether they have like connections into Vought to like say this person is joining your team definitely makes you feel like, okay, they have some kind of underlying control or connections here. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. And I definitely think that, yeah, the deep either way he goes, is interesting. I mean, the scene where they like pick his wife, I was like, oh man, they're like fully going Scientology. Yeah, we have to pick your wife who's going to be like a good image for you and the church and aligns with like, what we see for you in our book of like knowledge or whatever. So yeah, like the church thing is going to be like a nice, like sleeper cell, like it's underneath the surface. Um, maybe we get to the last episode and it's like, you know, uh, the deep and some other folks are like, Oh snap, like we got to do this for the church. And the church has like all these maybe other stronger superheroes waiting in the wings and like, great, like we're now in control and bot happens to be a subsidiary of us or whatever. So yeah, this whole church thing, this angle, like if they play it right, this could be that nice, like, like a really cool, like big bad for this uh, up- upcoming season. Wow. Um, now that I think about that, that would be a nice setup. That is, That would be a perfect setup because then they would be more in the spotlight than the seven. And then it will be, like the seven versus those superheroes in a way, which could be messy. I mean, that's what the show is known for. Um, I feel like this is going to be a spoiler just episode. So I'm just going to dive right in. Uh, My points that really are like the stuff that brought to my attention, you guys name, but like 
when uh, Maeve's girlfriend finds the footage of the airplane. Oh yeah, what? I actually forgot that. I actually that forgot so that hard. happened in that episode. I legitimately forgot that happened. Was there was so a lot that happened in that episode. episode. But like, I was like, oh, this episode's go in, and then they showed that. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. The, uh, and so yeah. It, it connects with the rest of that for sure. Down with the seven. How is that gonna? I don't know, like what she can do. I mean, it's it's pretty funny that all these superheroes are so willing to go outside their group to kind of get back at the company or get back at its team team members. But at the same time, it's like, it's causing like a, a, a worse life for themselves. And I'm just like, you know, they all want to do the right thing or they think they want to do the right thing. And then it's like, but then this happens. So it's like, what are y'all going to do? I mean, that part. And then like the whole uh, uh, storefront telling Homelander, what went down? First of all, the part that got me was when you see that she was actually married to uh, the the Vought guy, and I was like, "Wait, what?" That part I was not prepared for at all. And she was like, "He can't be the first successful one." I was like, "Get out of town!" Like, I'm through. I was like, "I'm my mind just blew up," you know. And you know, she had her little racist speech, and Homelander looked like he wanted to do something, but he was just like, "I'm gonna go with it because you get me." And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So what's going to happen next? I don't know. Thoughts? I mean, yeah, it was a... Yeah, I feel like they wanted to just like present all the strings for everyone just to know like, hey, we're going to pull all of this at some point. Like, here's a string of uh, Stormfront being Liberty, also giving the fact that she, of course, is a Nazi, uh, was married to, you know, Vought. Um, has that history, which means that her connection with Vought definitely is a long time coming. Um, we also tied together the string of like, yeah, I feel like these superheroes definitely all have like some weird, like tertiary thought to do the right thing. But I mean, even when like Maeve was presenting that she wanted to do the right thing to like her, her girlfriend, her girlfriend was like horrified because like, you're like, you only want to do the right thing now. Like this happened years ago and you didn't say anything about it. So like you only want to do it because you want something out of it, which I feel like a lot of them end up doing. Like even with A-Train, like he wants to do the right thing, but only if he can make money, be on top of the world. So like they each all have like some like tertiary thought or idea of what being a superhero is, but it's attached to consumerism, attached to capitalism. So at the end of the day, it's not really being a superhero. It's not really being a hero at all. So I feel like they have a very, you know, skewed view of what being a hero is. So that's like, like that's like that, that one string. And then the other string is like, hey, like here's also this like other group of people who are normal human beings-ish uh, who are doing quote unquote the right thing, but it's also very messy. And it's like, yo, the right thing isn't like clear cut. It's going to be messy. It's going to be dirty. And it's going to result in a lot of, you know, hurt feelings. And also, you know, people are going to die. And um People got exploded. People got exploded. <laughs> Despite them wanting to do the right thing, people still got exploded. And there were uh, dicks. They were big dicks. It's a big old snake dick. A big oh old, a big old Street Fighter doll seam like <laughs> extendo dick. Just like I screamed at that scene. That I was, was like, disgusting. Mother, I screamed. Uh-uh. Like I was like, ah. <laughs> When I you saw know. it, I was like, oh, that's going to be a thing. Like, there's no right. way they focus on, on, on this man's junk to not have it come into play. 
And I was like, okay, this makes sense. This that, that his thing would be that long because it's fully a super every pop. every Mister Fantastic f- f- fanboy is a dream right there. It's like so it does look like that. I'm gonna screen grab this and put it into my new fan fiction. <laughs> so I have a question though. How many people got out of the hospital besides the one? Was it more? I love. Because I'm very curious if that's gonna like. Oh, I think it was just her. I'm like, are you she's, sure? Because she's, like, she's the only one that made it that far out. Everyone else was like behind her, and they like closed the door on them. And also, mm. Stormfront was walking through the building away from her. Mm. So if they had gotten out, they would run into Stormfront. But she was the Damn. only one that the Stormfront like KO'd right there and thought was good and like peaced out. So, so I'm looking forward to like some new, new crazy power people around her. I wanted to see that. But I, I look forward to seeing if she's going to be like, uh, what's her name? I, I forget her name. The one that like fr- Frenchie's in love with. Uh, Kimiko. I wonder if she's going to be like Kimiko and, and they're going to have that bond of like, we don't speak, but we're really strong and do crazy stuff. Because I feel like Kimiko was staring at her on the camera and that girl looked at her through the camera and it was a weird scene. So I was like, are they like, did she know someone was watching her? They had that also. Oh yeah, I was wondering about that as well. So I'm wondering if they're gonna find some connection or some like follow up, Uh, like, hey, like let's like maybe the last episode is them just like running away and being silent together and murdering people. Who knows? That'll be a fun. And they live happily ever after. Maybe they get a spinoff. Wasn't there a spinoff for something? There has been a spinoff announced. I forgot on who and what. Or I heard it's like college kids. Oh yeah, there you go. College oh, during this timeline? Uh, so yeah, did, I guess okay. so. I mean, that'd be, I'm not going to lie, that, that, that'd be watchable. It's just a bunch of guys having sex and having powers and murdering people, so. <laughs> that'd be watchable. It'd be like, uh, Friday Night Lights. Like, 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 Euphoria meets X-Men. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's curious. Nice. Just think about it. You heard that title. You're like, you know what? I give it three episodes. I give it. I give it three episodes. I should get out. <laughs> I'm through, but that's hella accurate, and that's kind of what the boys is, isn't it? Yeah, but you know they're a little bit older. Then so just boys are kind of like inglorious bastards, but like meets, yeah. but like early, like farther, but like current inglorious bastards, but like also with like X Men. Sorry, all with like the Justice League though. Yeah. yeah, it's like DC and Glorious Bastards mixed together, and it's like I'm not going till I get five hundred soup scouts. Soup scouts. This is true. This is true. Yeah. That's that butcher not. right there. That's butcher right there. Oh my god! I, I could hear Brad Pitt's voice in my head when you said that. Brad Pitt I, as the butcher. I, I hate you for that. I hate you for that so much. I, w- I wish I could delete it. And it has Hitler in both of them. So connection. I know that's why I'm mad at you. <laughs> God damn right. it, Marlon. You just broke yeah. down the formula of these shows, though. Hey, wow. There you go. That's free. <laughs> there you go. Um, I will say, this episode did feature a lot of Frenchie, which was really uh, sad. Great. I, think we, I mean, it's sad, but I think one of us was trying to figure out his real name. And I was going to like type it to you, but I didn't know if you'd watch the show up. Because I was like, his name is Sarge. We were trying to figure that out for like a year. What is Frenchie's real name? It's Sarge. Um, but it was really sad to find out why he couldn't save uh, Mallory's grandkids was because of his best friend. And then, yeah. 
So I was like, okay, I could kind of, I mean, I knew he was a sad dude, but I didn't know it was like that sad and that he kind of just carried that with him without communicating. And everybody was just like, oh, it's okay, Frenchie. And I'm like, how's Mallory feeling? She's just like, ah, it's okay. And I'm like, okay, everyone's so forgiving in this episode. Like, oh, super forgiving. She was not. She, she told him to get away. <laughs> no, but I meant like, she. he was talking to her and she was like, Okay. Oh, and then she, like, was she, she fully came up and like fully was like, get out of my way when he, he was trying to talk to her. And, he, and okay. yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, she still is like, like, like he's like, still on her shit list at the end of the day. Cause like he, he like, I mean, mind you, I like Frenchie out of the whole group. Like, yes, Butcher's, you know, wife, uh, you know, got taken advantage of and raped by Homelander. But Frenchie just has no one. Like he lost two groups of people that night. He lost his personal family and he lost the respect and admiration of his like work family because of what he did because he like had to peace out for a minute and it was like and even then he's like yo like i'm in the middle of both people and i don't know if i'll ever forgive myself personally and also like i mean even though like you know mlm was like yo like why don't you tell he was like you know it was my burden to bear because he feels like he doesn't he, he feels like he has to work to mend both channels which i feel like is a great character kind of like deep dive to say, oh, he has a lot, like, yes, he's funny and he's goofy, but like, he's bouncing a lot of trauma and hurt and just despair. Yeah, and I was like, because it was like, even Kimiko was just like, she just was like, wow, like, you know, I feel very sympathetic of what's happening. I don't know if she knew what was happening, but she had a whole, because, you know, they had their little fight last episode. So it was really interesting to see how their roles were kind of reversed, where she was the one kind of like leading and trying to make sure he was okay um on top of that um and Kimiko with her little that scene with her bossy ring I, that was actually like my that's probably my third favorite scene in the whole episode and she was just like oh. that was, was like, fucking hilarious like, like the came quiet in person with a full-on like flashy <laughs> Like you were just some like pawn shopping. I was like, I want that. <laughs> just walk out with that bossy thing. Oh, Girl, no. go ahead. But yo, I we also it. found out that Frenchie is like an amazing chemist. Like, I mean, we knew he yeah. was a good medic, but the fact that he was able to get picked up by Mallory because he was able to create a bomb that for the superhero, I forget his name, but he had rage powers. He made a bomb that suppressed his rage and he couldn't be a superhero. And they were able to steal the money from the bank and the guy couldn't stop him. So he's able to create and make like these chemical weapons that could potentially combat suits. So I'm wondering if they're going to at some point provide him with more so he can do that because that's a cool thing to have. Like you have a full chemist that can manufacture these chemical weapons to fight back superheroes. So hopefully we get more of that because that to me was the dope part of the show, watching him create this like knockout bomb that didn't necessarily work. But still, I look forward to him putting that like brain to more use. Like happy and then, you know, we all think, oh, it's because he he's a drug head. Nah, this man's mind went to work and was like, I'll make a bomb. I was like, how are you gonna make a bomb in in a pharmaceutical room? And then it was like, mm-hmm. bam, I did it. And I was like He's hella smart, and I, I, I and that is cool to show such a strong strength of him, and then you know featured the sad stuff. But like, wow, I didn't know, you know. And so I was like, okay, so that's his role. He's the chemist. He's the chemist in the group, and that's a very important role to have. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else from a, the show you guys a, want to take away from? He's a polyamorous uh, chemist. 
which I think was the coolest part about it. It's like, oh, he has, he literally had two partners. I was like, I didn't even know that about Richard. Now I see why he's like, hey, he, like he's, I think he's made comments before. He's made comments before about someone being cute, or like, oh, like he's just like down for anything. He just, he just, he just, he, just, he like everybody. He kept telling him, "You need to be more open minded. You need to be mm-hmm. open minded." Uh, but yeah anything else you guys uh, got from this episode that you wanted to share are you excited I think what we have two more episodes left Mm -hmm. yep two I mean do you guys have a theory or do you just want to just enjoy the ride of that we're on right now do you want my theory is your theory going to have uh, some background information that we That's why I can't give you that theory because it's too much information. Yeah, you, you might have to keep that in the vault. Sadly. Because then you're going to say one word and then I'm going to be overthinking it all week and then I'm going to watch it to be like, it's Marlon right? It's See fine. I've already made one uh, like actual prediction that came true, so I'm fine with that. Yeah, you, you got it. Like I, yeah, I called that Homelander and Sora were gonna like find something to like about each other. They're gonna link up, and I was like, "Yo, that's all I need." Like I call that episode two. I'm good. I'm about that. I'm gonna let it ride. I'm gonna let it ride. They were so disgusting in this episode because that was like the first two minutes, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, when they murdered that dude and had sex over his corpse." Yeah, that was disgusting. That was too much. That to me was a great like indicator of like, "Oh, they this crazy." Yeah, like they're literally, they're other. they're like. Like, it, I feel like it, 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 I mean, we, we already knew that Homelander was sadistic, but I feel like having her with there proves that she's only riling up that more within yeah. him. She to validates the point where he's like it, out in the open, mind you, still an alley, but still out in broad daylight. And like, I'm going to crush your face up against this wall and then we're going to bang. And that's going to be a thing that we just do. So she's bringing out the worst in him. And she even said, you know, that bought the Nazi party. He's what they dreamed of at the end of the day. A blonde hair, blue-eyed superhero. <sighs> so horrible. I do enjoy the fact that Butcher already figured out the relationship between the two. Him and Kimiko. I thought that was a cute scene, too. Fucking <laughs> stare at the screen. She's like, oh. like mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. So they already know that idea. I did feel sad for Kimiko every time she heard Stormfront's voice that she did feel triggered. I felt that. I was like, girl, I know. Like, you just, you want to do something. But then knowing how she, like, killed your brother and almost killed you. Like, you don't, you feel powerless. So that is making me wonder, is she going to overcome that and be the one to get her? Or is she just going to, you know, set it up so she does get got? I don't know. But I feel like Kimiko is... Thinking in the long run, I'm trusting her to do the best she can because she does do it best. <laughs> she bossed it. And they Bossy. had an opportunity to play bossy and they did it. I was like, that I go play was a missed opportunity. I thought the same thing. Like they either could have played it when she walked away from Frenchie or they could have played it the moment they did that pullback and she, the homeboy had bossy across his forehead. It would have been I, the two chances to put on that Khaleesi's I'm like, go ahead, keep it going. You bossy out here. They wasted I will, it. I will say that whole uh, Scientology scene when they had the Salawes, I was dying. I was like, why chose this song? Salawes, Salawes. Oh yeah. Having lunch in the Scientology place, and I was just, you know, 
that was a whole experience in itself. But Ooh, I'm sure that the Scientology lawyers are all over that show. Like, we don't appreciate this depiction of our church. To look that up and see if that's what's happening. It's not as bad as South Park. I mean, right. South Park called them out verbatim. I feel like that's what's This is this is directly from their whatever book they write. But, like, right. but I feel like South Park also learned their lesson. Not shit. They, they didn't learn it. They learned how to do it better for the Mormon skit. We were like, dum 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 dum. And just reading like out, like, and then Jacob found the God plates in his backyard. Dum 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 dum. <laughs> Can I read them, Jacob? No. Dum dum dum. <laughs> Oh, South Park. Good job. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to close it there on the boys. We have two more episodes left. You guys will keep you guys posted. I feel like, you know, we're in the deep end, so some bigger shit's going to pop off. The deep. We're in the deep end. <laughs> Sorry. I lost my breath for a second. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah. So breath in the shallow? Shallow. Oh my god. <laughs> um, Give this man a karaoke machine. Just let him go out. Alone in a room. Alone in a room. Alone that's not, room. That's not quarantine here. friendly. You can't well, get a karaoke. Later. Shallow. <laughs> <laughs> I'd kill some shallow right now. I'll tell you right now. Oh gosh. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. Let's go to Marla's Corner like right now. Let's do oh, it. God. I'm hey, ready. Hey. So uh this weekend, um of course they dropped the new Resident Evil, more data on that trailer. Um I think the game's called The Village, but of course in the title is like the letters were 18, so Resident Evil 18 or whatever. Um I don't play those games because I'm not a fan of jump scares. Um so I don't I don't participate in that. I don't like jump scares. Um, I play, like, I feel like the only game that I will play that has jump scares in it is probably Last of Us, but only because That's I feel I like saying. a huge chunk of the game is not that. Oh. Last of Us has like, I think like 40% of the game is like mutants and zombies and great. Like, and then like 60% is like, great, people suck. And here's how they suck in all these different ways. So I'm like, you know what? I like that ratio. I can appreciate that ratio. But one game that I think is really cool that's coming out is um, Hyrule Warriors, not the OG game, but the new one, because this one is called Age of Calamity. Uh, if you play the OG Hyrule Warriors, you remember how dope that was to kind of clear through enemies with like the, like your dope champions. Um, this one's going to take place about 100 years before the events of Breath of the Wild, i.e., if you remember all those flashbacks within Breath of the Wild, it takes place during that era, which I think is really cool to kind of play as. Um, what's cool is apparently you can do two players in this game, so that's going to be dope. Um, you get to play as um, Zelda, Link, uh, Myth, the Zora Princess, uh, Daruk, the Goran Champion, uh, Urbosa, the Gerudo uh, Chieftain, Ravali, the Rito Champion, and it also to play as Impa. Uh, if you remember in the game, like the super old lady Impa, who's like really old, she's young in this game because she's 100 years younger, so we can play as her. And if you like were peeping the cover and notice there's like a little tiny guardian character on there, there's a little guardian companion that comes with you and he like activates towers and stuff and it's super dope. Um, and what's also cool is that um, if you remember all the powers you get from like all the the, uh, the shrines, 
you get to like what it seems like is the champions also get a chance to use those powers. So you get to use magnetism, you get to use time stop, um, you get to use the little like raising like the little ice towers. So those are also a part of the combat within the game. So that's super dope. Um, but yeah, like are we uh, all interested in getting this game that comes out November twentieth, twenty twenty, for sixty dollars? What for? What console? The yeah. Switch, of course. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe when uh, actually no, I want to hear what Ray has to say, and then I decide. Um, I really liked the original Hyrule Warriors Mm -hmm. um, because it's just Dynasty Warriors with Zelda characters Um, and so uh, that one was two players also they had a ton of cool weapons Mm -hmm. I mean if you're just if you're a hack and slash fan you were gonna and a Zelda fan at all, you were going to love over-the-top specials, just all sorts of crazy things. Um, so this game just looks like it's going to be cool just because it's going to be that, again, with new characters and telling a story that, uh, I, that like hasn't been told in that Breath of the Wild universe. So um, I like that. It's a prequel, so mm. I don't know how many characters we're going to get. This might be a smaller game than the original Hyrule Warriors but um, so that $60 price tag has me slightly worried for what it is I'm going to get but we'll see how the we'll see how the rest of the game ends up coming out there might be more information that we'll get that'll sell me on it a little bit better definitely what do you think yeah that, that was the thing I was like I was cool but I thought it was going to be 40 you said 60 and I was like <laughs> nah this is there say about this this is their flagship game they put a lot on the ride for this like yo this is their like this is their game like even now breath of the wild is still i think 60 bucks i think like it's still a a, like a high like the price has not dropped on this game that came out new new super mario all-stars was uh 60 bucks also Mm -hmm. so damn yeah they're aware (laughs) of what kind of game they have so like yo this is 60 bucks even though, like, I mean, think about that. Like, the, the OG game is still 60 bucks, and the new game comes out no, November 20th in a few months. So it's like, they know what they got. And they know that, yo, y'all gonna buy this game. We know you're gonna buy it. We know you're gonna come get it. But we'll wait. We'll wait. If there's enough content, I might be down. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping it is. I mean, because, like, Breath of the Wild playing the story is pretty long. So I'm hoping the story is gonna be long. I mean, we, we of course, know how it ends. But I'm hoping that the path but to there. Well, yeah, I mean, you know that the champions. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> but dude. I, but I, I'm saying, like, how that's the point of prequels. We always, sure, the prequels was we knew Anakin Skywalker was beca- going to become Darth Vader, but we didn't know how it happened. We know how this game ends, but we don't know how it happens. That's what I'm saying. True. I thought that would have been the, the biggest flex if they just didn't end the way we thought it did. Like, and Anakin Skywalker does not become Darth Vader, it's Obi Wan. What? You thought you was gonna end. Now you don't. No. (laughs) That would be if Night Shyamalan directed Star Wars. Oh no. That would be horrible. What if they decided to take a note from that? Like, hey, like this Age of Calamity, it takes place in an alternate timeline where the champions all win and Ganon is defeated. And this is a this is a separate alternate timelines. And like, and and then we see like maybe the link from 
Breath of the Wild comes through with this like little like mask on his face, like I went to this timeline and you were all dead. We'll so maybe Breath of the Wild Two is oh. going to be some sort of the other timeline kind of game. We'll mm-hmm. see. All right, all right. I mean, that'd be for longer content, right there. Just got a Back to the Future away to a better timeline in the second game. That'd be hilarious. You get like a doc. Link! Link, your children, Link! We gotta save your children! We gotta go back in time. Get on your horse. We need like 75 rupees. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that game's coming out uh, November 20th. It looks really dope. Uh, other than that, um, that's all I was really peeping. You know, I'm I, I spending a good, spending a lot, of, a lot of time playing Hades because it's um, it's, so it's good, fun. right? I've been. I feel like the Switch is great for these rogue games where you just have to do a lot like dodging and sliding games. It's just a perfect system for that, honestly. Um, so yeah, Hades. If you haven't played it, really dope. Great animation. Great. How much is it though? I think it's like twenty. $25, I think, on Switch. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's, not just, it's like, it's a really good game for how, like, inexpensive it happens to be. Like, I was surprised mm-hmm. like, 25 bucks. So, it's on Switch. It's on the PlayStation 2, Raymond, I think you have it on PlayStation? No, it's just Switch and PC right at the PC. moment. Gotcha. I think okay. they're going to, I want to say they're going to just release it on PS5 and and whatever next thing is i can't think of the other one but uh xbox series x whatever the oh. heck stupid name it is but the xbox um, series xx1 um but yeah super giant they don't they don't mess around they know how to make video games that game is really good um, oh i'm still not i'm still not done with that game and i've played it for like 40 hours oh, and yeah. it's a tw- and it's a 25 dollar game like i i'm very happy with this I think I've made it only as far as uh, Elysium, but the, the Elysium part where you fight the the Minotaur. I've made it to that point, and because basically in the game you're playing as Zag, and your father is Hades, and you're trying to escape hell because you're like a rebellious teen, like yo, Dad, fuck hell, I'm gonna go up to the hang out with my <laughs> super cool Olympian family. I don't even like you, and, and, and Hades is like, you can try, but you're gonna die, and I'll see you here in a minute. It's like literally the game, like trying to get out of hell, die. You come back, he goes, Oh, welcome back, son. I see you dying again. And you're like, Fuck you, Dan. I'm gonna try it again anyway. He's like, All right. And he's like, like, you know, trying to get out of hell, listening to some conversations, building relationships, get dope weapons. But like a large chunk of the game is like dying, learning why you died, trying to get the right like buffs and um, charms uh, and like skill sets to defeat these creatures because you get like maybe two shots. Like if you have like the, a, a charm on you and you die, you can get like, you know, some like health back and get back in the match again. But uh, yeah, it's really uh, all about like, you, timing. You get, you get stuff in the runs that lets you like kind of level up uh, like as you try and try and try again. Plus um, uh, this game's ending seems like it's, gonna be very interesting because i know there's like a secret there's like a secret ending to this game uh, and some other stuff that uh you have to work real hard for so um yeah you're you'll i think i'm gonna i think it's gonna take me like 70 hours to like really like feel like i'm done with this game and i paid and you paid 25 bucks for it like that's that's solid content right there yeah i'll tell you right now if you finish this game play dead cells is the exact same thing Except you're a bunch of cells that like find a, like find decapitated corpses, 
bring them to life and you're trying to escape. It's the same system. Like you try to get far and far enough and you collect different things to like add to your weapons and boost them. And you're trying to like free yourself from this castle of like deadly creatures. It's the exact same thing, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the same way. It's just, and so I like, I feel like it's a game that I like because one, the repetition is dope because I'm great. Like I know how to get through this room. I know about this enemy. I know I have to like roll past them, get them in the back, couple of back steps. So it's a fun game just to kind of mindlessly play. And also um, the weapons are really, really effing dope, especially when you like upgrade them. Mm-hmm. Spear all day long, spear game strong. What about you, Raymond? What's your favorite weapon in this game? I, uh, in the past day, I've been becoming more of a shield fan. So uh, the shield is dope. Are you doing the shit that like spins in place so you can like d- dash around it? Uh, no, there's one that like lets you do two. Your sh- one of your shield attacks is two attacks, basically. Um, and there's that you can throw it, and when you catch it, it explodes around you. Um, so like, I just I've been playing a very close, close range shield game. I got out twice in a row on that one. It was pretty nice. Nice, okay. You got out. See, I have to, I have to, I have to get to that point. <laughs> it's a good game. Man, all right, I can try that out. Well, that's all I got in my corner for Vigia games. Um, hopefully, you know, I'll, I'll play some more games this week because uh, it's too hot to do anything else. But uh, <laughs> what else you got going on? Uh, I think it's time for, I don't know what Ray's segment's called. Um, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> as he continues. <laughs> I think Ray, Ray, uh, I do actually have Star Wars information. That's why um, I did that. <laughs> there's, two, uh, there's two things. I'm not always a big fan of reporting on rumors, but this one keeps popping up in several ways. So um, I think it's worth talking about at this point. There has been talk. I don't think we've brought it up. Pedro Pascal was talking about leave. There was rumors that he was leaving the Mandalorian. Um, and uh, no. That was going to be sad. All the fans were going to be sad about that one. And then it says some the, that rumor eventually turned into he's not leaving the Mandalorian. He actually is just going to switch to voice acting the character. Um, so he still will be the voice of the Mandalorian, but they'll have someone else be in the suit. Um, and there's some drama mm. with maybe he talked to George Lucas behind Favreau and Filoni's back and all this other stuff that is probably unnecessary because just because he wanted to take the helmet off more and all this stuff and they were saying no yada yada but uh if he's switching to voice acting that is quite possibly the greatest possible case for me personally Mm -hmm. i did not want him to take this helmet off in the show anymore anyway so if he's not actually underneath the suit anymore they'll never take his helmet off at that point Mm -hmm. so i get my wish in the strangest way possible i'm fine with that um i don't know how y'all feel about it Raymond's manifesting on air. Apparently. Oh, I I agree. Like, keep your mask on. Like, if you like, like I feel like as a Mandalorian, you never saw Boba Fett with his mask off until the dang prequels. But I mean, <laughs> but, but I feel like it's like Boba. We know who you are. We don't need to see your face all the time. Just keep your helmet on. Like, yep. I mean, even with the stormtroopers, it's like stormtroopers. You don't need to take your helmet off. Like, you're all the same people. We don't we don't need it. You know, like unless you're going to dive into like the hell he did in like in like Star Wars Clone Wars, like are you going to dive into the or, character more? Otherwise, or, or unless you're a Spider-Man movie, in which case uh, every five minutes, every five seconds, you're taking your mask off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I feel, like as much as, I feel like as much as we give like all the 
Batman movies praise or gripe. He keeps that mask on every time. Like yeah, he, he does. Like you never see Batman with like just his cowl around his neck. Like what's going on over here? <laughs> Bat cowl off his head. Like hey, get out of there. Like no, like he keeps that thing on. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. And then uh, more Mandalorian news. Um, the toys always uh, sell out anything Star Wars tries to keep secret. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, some toy images dropped today of some lightsaber Force FX thing that they're going to start selling. But on the packaging of the material is Ahsoka Tano from Mandalorian. <gasps> And so it looks like Rosario Dawson. And so everyone's like, here's, here's what it's going to look like. Um, there, keeping it hidden from us for a while. Um, so good news for all the Mandalorian fans. I think it's looking, they're lining this show up to be a really great follow-up to everything that they have been building on the television universe of Star Wars between Clone Wars and Rebels and all this stuff. Like, it's about to just keep everything going with bringing Ahsoka in and bringing in some of the Rebels characters like they're doing and stuff. So um, I can't wait. I'm so excited to see this next season. I mean, that's awesome. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry about that. I came in. And I thought it was a perfect time, but it wasn't. Um, it's gonna be great, though. Ahsoka, looking forward to that. Hopefully, it'll make it look really weird looking. But I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, you because know, I feel like Star Wars does alien makeup really great. But I feel like we do alien makeup in the way that like the person's like sitting down or stationary for most of the time. Um, where Ahsoka's gonna be like doing a lot of running and like crouching. So I'm hoping, however, they choose to do a character. Looks great, um, but yo, I'm a, they. I'm already bought into it, so I'll check it out either way. I'm excited. Homeboy Giancarlo Esposito is back with his Viber Blade, so I'm excited. Uh, if he the starts dark saber. the dark saber, if he starts fighting with that dark saber, like it's just the season's already golden. Mm-hmm. Like I want episode one out the gate. He's cutting mofos down with that dark saber. I want to see that out the gate. <laughs> either way, though, I'm in. I'm all in. Mandalorian, <laughs> Disney Plus, this is honestly what we have you for. Not for Mulan, <laughs> not for your Disney Channel, Disney Plus original movies, not for your really dated like 1940 catalog. We 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 have you for the Mandalorian. That's about it. So give us that. And the future Marvel. Hamilton was a one-time thing, yes. Hamilton. Also Marvel I, I at some point. I'm like, I wouldn't watch some of this stuff. Longer, because I was going to add the Obi-Wan show to it. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Once it gets here, that is. I thought we've been waiting for a minute for all this good content. Happening. Yeah, they making all this good content. So Making you wait. Drop it, Disney. Make us enjoy being a part of your subscription base. So, like, it's COVID, Marlon. Leave us yeah, alone. That's what I was going to say. Blame COVID. People in America, Marlon. Shush. Disney has all these seasons in their vault just like waiting for us to salivate at the mouth to one and then okay we'll give you a season and a half five episodes then you gotta wait for the other five next month sad it's just Disney Plus get it together yeah love Marlon love Love Marlon Uh, did you guys check out uh, Enola Holmes on Netflix over the weekend? I did. Not yet. Uh, did you enjoy it? 
Um, well, I I know that it wasn't for me. Like, I mean, it's for like a like the young female audience. So I get that part. Like, it's like that was insulting. Like, I get it. Like, that I'm not the target demographic of this particular film. Like, I only watch it like most people for Mark Hamill. So like I get that yo, this is not what Mark, Mark Hamill's Hamill. about. Like Mark Hamill. Not Mark Hamill. Sorry, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. I don't want to say Mark Hamill. I don't know. I don't know. Is have he him. in it? Yes. Comic book tie. If you didn't know that the Joker was in this as a cartoon, he's in the this background. Is almost as bad as when Cat confused um what's his face for what's his face in Black Panther. Marlon oh, and Raymond. <laughs> No. Kinda forever. No, never mind. <laughs> Anywho, keep going. So, yes, I only watched it for Henry Cavill just because I was like, "Oh, he's in this. Let me check it out." Um, but no, I, I feel like uh, Bobby does a lot. I mean, I feel like it's an interesting film. Um, a lot of it's in like, like a lot of the film is is her breaking the fourth wall and like self narrating and also narrating to you, and that's not something I enjoy particularly a lot of. Um, so I feel like every scene was her like just directly speaking to camera and I'm like cool let's just move along <laughs> what's up Ray? I have a question about this because I have heard <laughs> criticism about Millie Bobby Brown um, and a lot of people criticize that uh, in Stranger Things she not a lot of people let me say it like this I've heard a criticism that kind of like Kimiko where like she doesn't say anything in the voice um, and it's really I find it kind of annoying that she doesn't speak as a character it's mm. that's not like like that's that's her gimmick as a character that she doesn't speak in a show where there's dialogue that always bothers me but um, the uh, Eleven was a very quiet very like straight facial expressions like uh and when she wasn't screaming, she was very bland of a, mm-hmm. a at an emotional spectrum. What, what did she get to act more in this Sonola Holmes movie? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, she's acting like her screen partner is Helena Bonham Carter for like the first ten minutes of the film. So she's getting that back and forth, like because you okay, know, because because right. Helena can break it. So she's over there, like you know, doing faces, making jokes. So they're at least doing that back and forth. But I definitely could feel like it. I can definitely say this would be a little daunting because she is playing in this film with like these three big actors around her that have been in a lot of things. So her being in a scene with them, you definitely like, okay, can she hold her own? And she does for the most part. Like, I feel like she holds her own, but I feel like it's definitely like a, like a, like a, a teen film. Like, you know, she's a young girl. She finds a boy. She thinks he's cute. She like, <laughs> stops looking for her mom for a minute to go find the boat. It, it becomes like a very much, okay, like, I get it. Like, I don't know. That's, that's, that's. What? Great, cool. So basically like, Can you just- it's a, it's, it's, it's a very teen focused movie. Um, I do like the bits that are in there. Like, I feel like they were trying to have the discussion of like new age feminism and uh, inequality, but I don't think they ever connected those thoughts. Like, it's kind of like, Hey, I don't like to wear a corset. I don't like to wear a dress. And it's like, cool. And then like, there was like some like extremism, like some full on like feminist extremism that never was answered. Like, is like, is this women's movement gonna blow things up? And it just never got answered. Um, there was a cool scene of like this, like this really interesting like black woman who was like training women how to do like Taekwondo, jujitsu. And that was cool, but I'm also kind of like they never connected that thought. It was like this just happened, and we're gonna move on and 
not going to bring it up. I, I think the probably the best line delivered in this whole thing was when uh, Henry Cavill and the black woman are like in this kitchen and, and she's trying to tell him like about politics. He goes and, and he says politics are so boring. And then she says it's because it doesn't affect you. It affects people like me. So you, so you have the privilege to have politics be boring to you. And then kind of Sherlock Holmes is kind of like, that's kind of true. Like, I really am not affected by shit. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a full on white man in England. So this is not bothering me in the slightest. So that was probably the coolest thing in it. But I felt like it was mostly kind of like, you know, Sherlock Holmes. Here's him adjacent, but here's his sister. And also, <laughs> and also, uh, yeah. Sounds like Captain Marvel. <laughs> Um, this is a lot. I, I I agree. Like I feel like there were, there were pieces there that could have been connected. I feel like there were pieces there, but I also feel like they were like, let's do a lot with this all star cast to kind of carry it, as opposed to having a story that could carry itself. So it's kind of like Henry Cavill. Look at him. He's like super cool. He's super. He's Sherlock Holmes and Elena Bonham Carter. She's super cool, and she's Sherlock Holmes' mom. And Mycroft is kind of a dick, but he also is like this cool actor. So like, look at him. So it was just kind of like a lot of bouncing back and forth and. Like, I get what they're trying to do, but I think it was just kind of hard to stick that landing. And maybe they didn't bet on Bobby being their like their their main lady. But I feel like if they wanted to commit to something, then potentially maybe they should have included Sherlock Holmes at all. It's like maybe the very end. But they bring Sherlock Holmes in very early in this film in a way that I feel like, oh, they, they want you to like stay watching. Oh, look, he's back. And look, he's back. So it's kind of like, don't turn it off. It's Sherlock Holmes again. So I kind of felt that was happening with our character and with the movie and, 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 and all, actually. Well, I had a different view for this. Uh, I knew this was not for me. I knew uh, I, I knew it was probably going to be for girls. And it's definitely a family movie. It's definitely a movie. If you were a teacher or educator, definitely show it to kids on a day where you're like, okay, guys, shut up and watch something. It's a good movie for that. Um, I felt like Millie was at first I was like I was you know I'm a huge Henry fan so I was like I'm just watching it for him I do adore Millie but sorry girls all about you know my dude but she was so phenomenal uh, she she was a huge part of this uh, a whole adventure I did like that she broke the fourth wall because in my head, I kept comparing this to the PBS Sherlock with Benedict and uh, Martin, that the PBS show for that, because, you know, they do cookie things on that. And then in the last season, they had an episode about their sister, which was a whole, or Benedict and Mycroft, Mycroft's sister in that one, and that turned into something else. So to kind of compare that to this movie, uh, you see, like, their younger sister, I mean, for how she grew up, she turned out to be the best that she can be. She's super young. And I like the fact that even though she was hella brilliant and she's a Holmes, she's still very young and she had so many, she made so many mistakes. And I, I was glad that they showed that to kind of, you know, humble her because I mean, you are the sister of two of the most powerful men in England. So I was afraid they were going to like make her be like, you know, an all know it all, whatever. She knew a lot, but she hasn't lived a lot. So you get to see this vulnerability in her where she's just like, oh, I got to think of my feet or I'm going to make this decision. And then it turns out to not be a good decision. And so you kind of see the realism of that. And I, I like that in her character. Um, I thought like, you know, Sherlock, I feel like it's funny because I love Henry, but I feel like, again, he was kind of 
he was like eye candy kind of because he was like not the most brilliant Sherlock in this movie. It was just he was there and, you know, everyone kept saying Sherlock and it was like, cool, whatever. But um, Sam Clarifin, who played Mycroft, was a really great Mycroft because he was an asshole. But I mean, this is this is this is Mycroft. Like if you read the books and, and saw, so everything Sherlock, he's he's an asshole. So he was a really great asshole in this family film. Um, the mom played by, you know, Helena Bowen Carter was perfect. All the other characters I felt was perfect, even to the point where, you know, she has a potential love interest, the boy. I was like, oh, this is going to not work. It actually worked because it, it wasn't on that. You know how in Wonder Woman, we don't like it because, you know, her decision was made or decided because of a man. Similar to that, but it made more sense because she wasn't putting her hope on a man. She was doing it because... She was trying to figure out her way and why things were happening and her not being uh, just another Holmes girl. She was becoming herself. So I feel like when she met this dude, I'm thinking, oh, this is a love interest. It turned out to be, no, I'm actually going to help this man, which actually is helping the country. So forget him. I'm helping the country. It, it, it went beyond that. And I, I appreciate that that was not like a shallow reason. It was so much more. And I did like that they... I feel like this is like the common theme in English movies right now. It's just women's suffrage back in the whenever time. And but they used this plot was kind of interesting because I didn't know where they were taking that. Like when Marlon said, I was like, so are we extreme this or nah? I don't know. But overall, I feel like this movie was way better than I expected. Um, I feel like uh, I mean, I think they said they want to make like five more movie sequels. I don't think that's necessary. I think if this was just made as a TV show, I think two seasons would be fine for now. I think that would be great because even though this movie was great, the plot was kind of stretched. So you're kind of like, okay, but then what's what's next? What's next, girl? You know, there's a lot of character development, but not a lot of plot. So I feel like if they have the same team, I think they should focus on a TV format, but who knows? I don't run Netflix, so whatever. But um, I highly recommend checking it out for a wholesome good movie. It's it's cute. It's funny. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about it. And you can watch it with anybody. And that's, that's, that's my piece. <laughs> I did it. Yay. Um, any thoughts? Any questions? Yes? No? Okay, cool. So I'm going to wrap up the show because Amy's giving me that look. It's a lovely look. Um, <laughs> I'm, look I'm looking at the timer. What are you talking about? It's ticking in my head. So it's like you're looking at me. See? Great minds think alike. Uh, thank you guys again for coming together and talking about all the wonderful things we talked about today. It's amazing. And thank you for suffering the heat for that. Um, shout out to our listeners. Thank you for taking a chance with us, downloading, listening, telling your friends about us. <laughs> uh, if you need to find us and just say hi or wear your mask wash your hands oh and don't take a chance on that corona all right oh my gosh we we close it off like that okay i don't know 
Yeah. No, take it off. Take, 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 take it away. Uh, I, was right. to, I was trying to move Marlon along. That's all. <laughs> and he did. And the cat was He's like, like Raymond's speaking. Raymond, you're more stuck. Pull him off the stage. I'm trying to move him along. Okay. <laughs> uh, so now I'm distracted. But yeah, thank you guys. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Love each other. And geek on. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.